Hi, you're listening to Reality Reprocessed. I'm Tina Lonsbury. I'm a mental health therapist in the state I live in. Um, I'm fully obsessed with reality TV and all sorts of media things that I get to dive into and psychoanalyze on my free time because I think it's fun. And this is also, I'm the youngest of seven kids. No one gave a shit about me when I was younger. And this is how I entertain myself. I watch reality TV from a young, young age. And now I have some expertise to back it up of what I'm analyzing. But sometimes I'm just like enjoying the time and just indulging in the drama. And it's so lovely. I love drama. Don't like it in my life. I think part of why we watch reality TV is to make sure we feel good about ourselves. <laughs> At least that's part of why I like to watch. 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 Sorry. I mumble a lot, but watch reality TV is because, yeah, it makes you feel good about yourself. Or bad. But then it justifies it later when there's so many crazy things that happen. So, disclaimer, there will always be spoilers in the uh, in this podcast. Um, we sometimes will go over different things that are not reality TV-based. So, if I'm mentioning stuff that spoils it for you, I'm so sorry. But, because I personally hate spoils. But, um, it's whatever, okay? You're gonna either like it or hate it. Or tolerate it. Okay? And again, this is not a replacement for any therapy one-on-one with anyone. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. But I will be going over some therapeutic stuff from time to time. Sometimes I won't hit on it. Just depends. Um, so if you're struggling or if I trigger you, please seek professional help. And if there's a shortage in your area, reach out to family and friends, always. Because let's be real, after the pandemic, um, we all need therapy. (laughs) So, okay. So part of what we'll go over today, I watched so many things. I was super laid back this week watching... Whatever the freak I wanted. So, I always am interested in watching the Johnny Depp Hammer Heard trial. I'm sorry if you hear my papers. I took notes while I was watching. I actually took notes. Hurrah for me. Because I don't normally do that. Um, so, I'm debating on whether or not to talk about the circle. I will eventually because my circle, one that I recorded, just didn't work. And then if... I need to figure out a time where I can re-record it, um, or I might just wait because the finale is next week, so maybe that'll be just the next one because my one from last week didn't work, and I don't know why I'm trying a new platform to record this on, so hopefully it will work, and we might have more audio problems, but we might not. I have no idea. Learning curve of the beginnings of a podcast, so... Hopefully, you stick with it, because I'm sticking with it, because I think this is fun, Um, and I love learning new fun hobbies, and this is great. Plus, it also gives me an excuse to binge watch reality TV. Again, making me feel better about myself. (laughs) But you can binge watch reality TV and not make it productive. It doesn't matter. So we might get to the circle next week, because the finale will be next week, and we'll know who the winner is. Spoiler alert, I really want, I go back and forth so badly, either Yuling or Frank winning, but I love Yuling, but I also love Frank. I just love them both in different ways for them being their full authentic self. That's why I'm so glad Carol, spoiler, 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 Carol finally got voted out. Thank God. I wanted her voted out for forever. Anyways, we'll touch base more on um, the circle later. Other things I always like to go over is just the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Um, 
didn't much didn't happen this week. Um, some witnesses took this down, like um, Amber Heard's sister Whitney, and they discussed the stair incident as well as Hicksville trailer incident, and possibly alluding to Amber's staging photos and having um, the deputies. Not the deputies, but something with the police took the stand about the altercation where she did not confirm any domestic violence, so they didn't investigate. So, yeah, no victim, no crime. So, it's just it's just very interesting. I just feel like she keeps lying a lot and being conneralized, and then totally the BPD and her, like will not admit that she's lying. And I'm, like, it's so obvious that it's, like, laughable when you play the tape back, so. And, yeah, I, there's other stuff in the media going on with Roe v. Wade, and that's just really unfortunate. Um, like, I don't even know what to say, because that, that doesn't even sum it up, like, really unfortunate. Like, it's really, like, fucking devastating. Like, this is ridiculous. So... Um, and that's been on my mind, too, because I went to a short conference, LGBTQ legislation, and it's absolutely atrocious how much more um, trans bills there are right now compared to, like, years past. It's it's just when there's progress, there's backlash. It's always going to be the case, and we have to keep fighting. Um, maybe this abortion thing is after the meet, like, way late but after the me too movement i i don't know but we have to keep pushing and supporting each other through these difficult times um and i'm always a silver lining kind of person like i believe it will get better but also there will be challenges so anyways so we'll go maybe we'll go over the circle next time and then Day, I've been sleeping on this. I saw it when it first aired. I don't know, during the pandemic, pre-pandemic. I don't know my timelines. I don't research it. I try and enjoy watching my shows. So if you want to learn more, go ahead and Google stuff if you don't get the answer from me. Or I still have a really unfinished um, Instagram page for Reality Reprocessed. It's just all one word, reality reprocessed on Instagram you can DM me and ask questions so anywho this one I said I was been sleeping I have been sleeping on is bling empire and for the longest time I don't know why in my head I thought it was bling dynasty which would have been cool too but it's fine so this show to me it's like a mixture well and it's a California based reality TV show so what I'm about to say makes sense <laughs> like duh I'm also doing laundry so I set a timer on my phone and that might go off so mm -hmm. and I'll have to edit it and clip it all together but I'm not I'm not perfect so whatever back to Blink Dynasty Blink Empire <laughs> I know I'm going to screw it up. Um, Bling Empire. So it is California-based reality TV. And I don't know why. There's It's it's almost like the Hollywood vibes of, there's, of reality TV in California because there's so many shows that I enjoy watching. But I also love, I love the atmosphere and, like, it's always sunny and bright. Um, so that makes it enjoyable and fun to watch, too. Like, psych I think, like, in a psychology base, that's, like, a theory. Like, not proven. At least from what I know. And there's this Hollywood essence of it. So it's just easy to film there with having um, such good weather. And then having so much production teams in that area. So I think that's why we get a lot of them. So it's another California-based reality TV show. To me, it's a mixture of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, The Kardashians, and Vanderpump Rule. If you like any of those, you may like this. Just saying. But they're all wealthy 
Asian descent individuals and it's just like following their lives. Some of them come um, from being first generation Asian American or they grew up in California and still have family ties to whatever Asian country they um, originated from and just uber wealthy. Like I clicked on an article <laughs> right before I started um, recording this just because I like to make sure I have the cast list up so I don't mess up who the freak I'm talking about because I'm terrible with names. It's, it's really bad because as a professional mental health therapist, I get into trouble and I think I offend some people sometimes. It's not intentional. I'm just so, so bad with names. Oh my gosh. So many times I've mispronounced or called someone a different name. It's, it's pretty bad. I, I apologize for anyone that has been on the receiving end of that and felt like I was being cold like I just I just am so bad at names I'm so sorry but I clicked on this article and it has like ranking the bullying empire cast on how rich they are and I'm like wow wow it's a lot like we'll get it. we might go back to that but it's just like wow okay cool you have a shiz ton of money so I don't know really where to start though because there's two seasons and yes i binge watched two seasons in a week because i have problems plus i wanted i could just couldn't stop watching when i'm like okay let's just keep watching i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this anyways so let's just keep going um so it's the whole thing we're gonna have to do this in two let's let's be real i'll set it up I'll talk about season one, and then we might have a two for, and I'll talk about season two, because we're already, like, 14 minutes into this. Let's, we might, I don't want you to have to, like, listen to it constantly unless you want to know the up-to-date one, because season two just came out. I've been sleeping on it. I didn't watch season one. So, the first one will be about season one, um, and I would try to bifurcate that's the word that's coming into my mind like separate the two but mm, who knows if I'll do the greatest okay so they are very wealthy Asian Asian Americans fun seeking they're really funny that some of them remind me of like Scott Disick and the early Kardashians when they used to like pull pranks on each other and do silly stuff a lot, as well as relationship dynamics reminds me of Vanderpump Rules, and then the uber-wealthiness reminds me of um, Real Housewives, because we have so many different age ranges in this cast. That's the cool thing about it, too, is just like, wow, like, there's a 23-year-old, and then, like, she says 60. I don't know if she's really 60 or older or younger, but like that's a big range of people just hanging out together and being friends and being goofy and silly. Like, I love that. I love that the older ones can like have that youthful spirit still. So, um, I was really bad and I didn't write a lot of notes for season one because I didn't think I was gonna talk about it. <laughs> We will try to do our best. So starting off, it starts with Kevin. He is just, uh, I shouldn't say just, like he's a model and not of wildly wealthy descent. He is first um, generation Asian American. He was adopted. I believe he is Korean. Yes, he is Korean. Um, so he's adopted at age three to a family, I think, in the Midwest. I can't remember the state. And I should because I'm a Midwestern-raised girl, now living more on the West Coast-ish. I'm not. I think that's also why I love the California ones because they're, like, a hop, skip, and a jump away. Like, maybe just a hop. 
like they're not that far away for me so I'm in Utah so maybe that's why um so Kevin he yeah he has just a fun-loving youthful spirit almost I don't know if it's it's naivete more than ignorance but it's just like on the cusp of like seriously you don't know that (laughs) it's just so cute when he's um hanging out with all his wealthy friends and he just like fits in but and still feels like he quotes like a fish out of water because he doesn't understand some of the etiquette sometimes and some of the etiquette is like ridiculous to me anyway so it's fine he can just hang and be himself because he also says that a lot throughout the show is that like this is just me like I don't know how else to not be me so he's really I think awesome and attractive like let's be real he is a model for a reason I think his arms are too beefy for me sorry that's just how I am I don't want you to be like uber muscly I don't know why like mm, tone it down on arms day is all I have to say but you do you it's his aesthetic it's that's my aesthetic is I don't Mine's arms to look like that. When they're flexed, they're, like, massive. I'm like, whoa. Okay. A little too much for me. So, he got linked up with Kane. And Kane is just this cute little, like, I don't, I say little just because he's shorter than Kevin. I don't know how small he is. I know he is smaller than some of the, fem- like, the girls. But they're also wearing, like, I don't know, three to five inch stilettos. Three is my max, so I have no idea how to gauge <laughs> how high their heels are because I wouldn't wear those. <laughs> Sorry, I love to be a girly girl, but that's just too much for me. No, thank you. But yeah, Kane come. It's more of like in his. He's living off, I think, of trust fund. I believe it doesn't really distinctly say how they're living their lifestyle, but, like, he can, like, afford anything and everything. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, he gets to just buy what he wants. It's kind of crazy. And throughout, he discusses Buddhism because that's really important to him, and I really liked that part of him kind of explaining his religion because Buddhism, I know some stuff, because one of my really good friends it practices Buddhism. But that's not what we talk about day to day. Like, that's just not what we talk about. So, we talk about her, like, their family and how cute their children are. Like, we don't talk about religion a bunch. But I think that's really cool of him to at least enlighten me about that a little bit more. I think that's also a very appealing thing about reality TV. Like, you get to look into these people's worlds, and they get to share it with you. Someone coming from a small town, as I did, really appreciates watching that and having people be vulnerable and educating me. Like, I'm a Midwestern girl, super, like, biased beliefs growing up because that's just what it was like I had no idea like my first friend that was Asian like we've only been friends for like five five years so it's kind of crazy like my my ignorance is going to show in this because just like um I grew up so out of the loop with a lot of diversity like that was not my growing up so and I apologize for any mistakes I ever make. Like, that's, it's not my intention to be harmful in my language and the way I represent anybody in these shows. Yeah, I do not want, I don't want to offend anybody. And I also don't, like, I know I might privilege, like, I know, and it's going to come off. So, it is what it is. So, but yeah, it's really cool. I love, that's why I loved watching reality TV shows so much. And understanding the these things because I never would have been open to it and understood it as much in my education if I didn't have somewhat of an exposure to it through reality TV. So I still highly appreciate that. So there's Kevin and Kane. Kane, wealthy boy, kind of he knows all of the mega 
wealthy Asians in California because he he states it as it's a small circle. Like, there's only so many. I don't know. I don't know how big it is, but Kay knows everyone. (laughs) So. And then there is Kristen and her husband, Dr. Chu. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And BBG. Um, And Dr. Chu, Gabriel Chu, is, I believe, it doesn't directly state from what I watch, because sometimes I don't avidly, like, pay attention to the screen, so if I make mistakes, whatever. Um, He's a plastic surgeon. Surgeon? (laughs) He's a plastic surgeon, I believe. Um, Oh, yeah, because later, I think at one point in the season, they have, like, this party, and he's talking about all these, like, devices, things that you can, like, sit on and improve your pelvic floor and your vulva and all of these things. I'm like, oh, okay. That just sounds interesting that you're doing this at a party, and their clothes are fully on, by the way, with that party, but, like, huh, interesting. So, Kristen and her husband, he is from, um, I don't know what one, I didn't write it down, but he is a dynastic, so he comes from a Chinese dynasty, um, and so they have very traditional family values, but also becoming westernized, obviously, with all of this. So that's the cool thing, too, about this show, is, like, it brings in um, Asian traditions, as well as kind of bridging the gap of do we stick with tradition or does it not matter anymore because it's been so long which we'll get to later but so Kristen is one of the more wealthy individuals along with Anna Shay Anna Shay in this season is the wealthiest one like her portfolio she is way beyond the Chews the Chews have a lot of money let's bring up this article now it's loading. Let's see, let's see. Okay. So this article is from, like, more recent years. This The first season was filmed in 2019, before the pandemic. Now we're back with season two after. But Anna Shea, her net wealth is um, $600 million. $600 million. Holy crap. And the choose. 80 million, like, there's a big difference, but they fight back and forth what, like, um, individuals on the Real Housewives would, like, it's passive-aggressive, it's under, like, like, saying, oh, you, you're funny, and she's like, no, I'm being serious, and it's like this, you'll have to see it, it's just so interesting the way the almost etiquette in arguing with uber-wealthy individuals is, it's so fascinating. And I just like Anna Shea better. She's kind of not my favorite, but I do like her better than Kristen. And it's funny we bring up Kristen because Kristen on Selling Sunset just remind they're kind of similar, but Kristen on Selling Sunset is way worse of like borderline. But I feel like Chris Kristen on Kristen Chu, um, she has some BPD traits. I don't know enough about it. I don't I don't have enough um, assessment on her screen time to really know if she has any personality disorders. And she, of course she has trauma. Like, she definitely does. She talks about it on the show, about her infertility and the pressure to have an heir for this dynastic family. So that would be a lot, to be honest. It would be a heavy burden. For that. So, so we went over Kim Kane. Kristen Chu, her husband, Dr. Chu, is what he's most referred to in this season. And then we have Kelly. Kelly is kind of her storyline is she married into a wealthy partnership and then wanted to make it on her own after they were fraudulent and lying and all this stuff and all the money just went away she went from riches to rags to riches again so that's kind of cool she figured out how to do it on her own 
she is dating Andrew Gray. He was, I think his biggest role in acting is the Red. I think it's Red. Red, um, what is it called? Power Ranger. Um, yeah, Andrew Gray and Kelly are dating, and their love is very passionate. There's a lot of love in this dynamic, but I really believe it is more lust-based. Um, and this chemistry is just unreal. It really reminds me of... Oh, I don't know. Now I'm spacing on the Vanderpump crew. Um, he's a DJ, and the other girls used to be the hostess at Sir, and they had a really toxic relationship in Vanderpump. If you know what I'm talking about, great, but their relationship is a lot. Um, I would even say that Andrew or Drew would be also borderline personality. He gaslights like crazy, um... I feel for Kelly, but she just, like, gets sucked back into a trap of crap. <laughs> Rhyme it. Fun and intended. Like, it is just heart-wrenching. And the way that season ends, I'm like, no, Kelly, what the fuck are you thinking? So, as this goes on, I'll go, I'll get to the cast again soon, because there's more people, but Kevin asks Kelly out on a date after her and Andrew had a big fight and Andrew blew up on her on the phone and the way you can hear it in the show like it is ridiculous and Anna Shea witnessed this because she put it on speaker to kind of state like this is what I deal with all the time with Andrew like he blows up and then at times it can last days to hours where he can't cool down like that's ridiculous um so he has a lot of borderline personality traits this like oh I don't know like he's he's just very manipulative and then it's not his fault interrupting her and it's just it's a very bad relationship they do not communicate well. It's he gets upset, then makes her the villain when the situation is just normative. Like, okay, you were sleeping. I didn't think you would want to go out shopping with us for diamonds. Like, it's whatever. Like, yeah, she could have asked and be like, hey, babe, we're going out. Do you want to or do you want to sleep? But that would be a normal thing to kind of get upset with, especially if you're on vacation in Paris and you just at whisked away on a private jet like that's that's fucking cool like I wouldn't want to sleep but also there's jet lag so and maybe Kelly subconsciously really wanted a break from him who knows I don't but yeah the way he communicates and them together and the way it's not his fault is ridiculous and I believe he just hits a lot of those BPD and personality traits. There's a little narcissism, less, like not as much histrionic personality, but a little bit. But also, like a most wealthy people, they would fit into a histrionic categorization a lot because they have the money to be va va boom. Does that make sense? But there's more to it than that. I don't diagnose personality disorders on the daily, so. I'm not the best at it. Okay. Um, but yeah, they go up and down, back and forth. People bug Kelly constantly like, hey, are you and Andrew back together? We heard rumors. And they're watching out for her. And then she's lying about them cuddling and kind of seeing each other at her place. So that's concerning for me, too, is that she's willing to hide her relationship from her friends. Means it's fucking toxic like absolutely not like you should not have to do that like no if it's concerning enough for your friends to more than one of your friends to be like hey like are you like we want to make sure you're safe then 
it's the problem is with Andrew, not you, girl. Other than your need for love and affection and want, like, on this biological level, too, it's not, like, all in your head. Like, people want love. Love love is amazing, but it can be really fucked up at times. Like, the relationship with Andrew and her, like, absolutely not. Um, so, the other ones are Cherie Kane and Jesse Lee. They have a little girl together and in this season Cherie lost her mom and Kevin and Kane comfort her and say prayers for her mom with um and again I don't know what kind of ceremony it was but it was a um a Buddhist prayer with each other so that was beautiful and lovely but yes, it was really lovely to see the connection and the true friendship they all have, even though, it, like, I think that's a, an interesting dynamic with a lot of wealthy people, they don't know who their true friends are, but obviously, if you're there for each other, you're, you've got it. Like, there's all this skepticism and worry with wealth, but they are genuinely true friends, and Kane was very open and vulnerable with his love for his friends throughout the season. And that was really nice because he could be a stuck-up ass if he wanted to, for sure. So Sari and Jesse, they have a girl together, and then they had a little boy on the season. And that was so lovely. And then this is where I started taking notes in the show. <laughs> because it's not funny. Like, Buddhists believe in reincarnation. Shri's mom died. She had her son, Javon. And she invited a... Oh, it wasn't a hypnotist. Who was it? It's like a medium over. That's something I like about this, too. Is like, they had... A shaman on to look at hand, palm reading. They had hypnotherapy person on. They had this median. I was like, this is so cool and fun. Like, I'm never gonna do this other than I do. I do know hypnotherapists, and I've had I've done my own shamanic work, um, and I was privileged enough to be able to do that. Um, but I was like, this is so fun. Like, I love it. I love woo woo stuff. A lot of people are like, this is crazy and bizarre, but I'm like, I love it. It's very interesting. I'm very open-minded kind of person anyways. So, Cherie invites a median over to kind of get connected with her mom and seeing if she'll ever see her mom again or when that is because they believe in reincarnation. And then the median says, like, your daughter, does I never know how to say her daughter's name because it's like a French name, and I'm not good at that, but DeJour or something? Now it sounds like DeJourno. <laughs> it's not DeJourno, but it's DeJour or something? I don't know. Anyways, her daughter starts calling her brother Popo, and Popo, um, I believe in her language, I believe, I don't know what, um, language she speaks um her first languages so I'm not gonna pretend I know because it could be Cantonese it could be Vietnamese it could be Korean I don't know so I'm not gonna pretend I do um but Popo is the name for grandmother in her language and her daughter starts calling her little baby brother Popo and so she believes that her grandma was reincarnated as her son and then King comes over, and it's just, like, the dialogue is hilarious, and I had to write it all down. Because um, King was explaining reincarnation, and if you're good in life, you're going to be reincarnated as someone, a person, rather than, like, a, an animal or whatever. Like, they say they've done really good things in life because they're so wealthy now, um, and they have such great connections with friends. So I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. But <laughs> Kane says... Kevin 
is going to be a pigeon because he's so oriented about sex. <laughs> just like, he's going to be a sex pigeon. And I'm like, oh my god, Jane. Could you just imagine coming back um, after life and just being like a sex pigeon and just like <laughs> doing, like having sex with all these pigeons. Like, it's just hilarious to me. I, I love it. And then Kane goes to see Javon, a.k.a. Popo. Um, and then they have good energy. He's not crying. Like, he can sense that. But then um, Javon starts going to the bathroom in his diaper. And the nanny comes in to help, like, change it and stuff. And Sheree offers Kane to change it. He's like, oh, have you ever changed a diaper? You can try. He's like, <laughs> and then it springs to, like, the interview dialogue part like it's not like real life part if you know what I'm talking about you do so he says I don't want to see your mom's penis <laughs> just like yeah you don't want to see your mom's penis we don't and I'm just like it's just so funny um and then later, Sheree does a little interview, like the side interviews, where she's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know if I want it to, after a while, like, she comes to realization, like, I don't know if I need this to be my mom. And Jesse, her um, partner, is just like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure for that, like, for Javon to now be your mom. Like, that's, of course your mom's around. Like, she's here with us now, but do you want that pressure for Javon to be your mom and she's like goes to this interview portion like yeah it's kind of weird thinking about my mom sucking on my boob like <laughs> it is weird it's so weird to think about but I love that creative part of them and they talk about sex like it's like not a big deal and it's just beautiful they're carefree uber wealthy souls and I love this show just because of the people they're they're great I think so there's two more um two more castmates we haven't talked about Kim Lee she is a famous DJ I've never heard of her music but that doesn't matter because she's super famous and had a residency in Los Angeles, I know, in her country, and in, I think, Singapore, where Kane's from, she's very famous, um, so, we'll get back to her in a moment, and then there's Jamie, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm not gonna do it, but she's just, like, this fashionista, youngest one, she kind of has the personality of Kendall Jenner, so, like, you don't see her a lot, um, but she's there, and she's cute, and she is, like, a fashionista, but she's just not very present in the first season. She does come back for the second season, and we'll talk about that later, but she's not very present in this one. So I'm not going to talk much more about her. But those are the main people. Anna Shea is just uber rich. Her money is in weapons and all this stuff, so I'm like, she has a lot of money. Um, and there's a few more cast members next, um, next season. So, let's get to finishing up the notes that I wrote down about the first season, um, and then we'll kind of call it good. I don't really have any songs, this, I didn't plan any songs yet, so we may or might not get songs in this episode unless I quickly look them up and you deal with my click clacking on the keyboard. So, um, yes, we went over, they did shamanic work, they had mediums, and then Kevin went to a hypnotherapist to try and figure out, um, more about his birth family, because he did a 21, 23 and me, and it didn't come up with as much information as he would have liked, um, but he's 80, about 80% Korean, 20% Japanese, um, and then it goes into him going into hypnotherapy. And he had a theory about, like, maybe they didn't want me because someone in the family line tapped into having a relationship with a Japanese pe person. And then he said that the Japanese 
tried to take over Korea or something to the effect, one or the other. I don't know. There's so much history in Asian cultures that it's it's hard to to keep it all straight in my brain. So, but there's some conflicts in historically with Japanese and Korean um, people. I don't think that's so much now, but, like, traditionally, I guess, or back in the day, there was some problems. So I was like, oh, maybe they didn't want me because of that lineage or someone had a relationship with a Japanese individual. Obviously, it wasn't probably his family because he would be, like, 50-50, not 20%, but whatever. Anywho, but he was, and that's, I think, why I like Kevin so much. He's very vulnerable and open, and I... Disappreciate that because he did a hypnotherapy session. And this reminds me, I've never done a hypnotherapy session. I've done one short little blip of it and kind of experienced parts of it, but I was also doing group hypnotherapy, which is weird. It was in grad school, so they were just like giving us a teaser of it. They didn't have a class in it, so it's whatever. A lot of things, therapists have to be constantly trained outside of just education um so there's always stuff like there's great therapists that come right out of the gate from grad school but you need more training than what is given in grad school so and that comes all out of the pocket of the therapist i'm just saying we don't make as much money as you think we do because we're putting back into our clients through trainings or other other things like you're you're not going to be super duper wealthy as a therapist you'll be well off like middle class but unless you write a like crazy cool book or something you're not going to be like raking it in so so um kevin does hypnotherapy um it gives him a space to heal and feel his feelings and he's very vulnerable um and he felt like it was closure afterwards and kind of engaging in these parts of himself and feeling into those emotions in his body, which is really hard for a lot of people to do, especially males. Like, he was vulnerable enough to just let people know, like, this part of me is really hurt and I need space to let my feelings out in a cathartic way um and get closure so um and then he he also has been talking to kim lee about all of this because her father left when she was younger and she doesn't know her father so it's very tricky for her like she wants to get in touch with him and she hires a pi and tries to find him And I really can't remember if it was this season. Yes, it was this season. That this is the true thing. Like, Kevin and Kane are such good friends because they took time out. The PI found contact for Kinley's dad in South Carolina. They fly out. They take a day or two to investigate there um, and found out this person that they thought was him later found out it wasn't him the contact info for her dad called back and said he had passed away two years prior so in 2017 and they were able to meet up with Kinley and her mom at Kinley's house and tell her the news and was there for I'm I'm really glad they were able to do that but sometimes that could back like backfire like she could have been really pissed that they just did that um but yeah it it showed a softer side of Kinley Kinley has lots of guards up she is a lovely person but she has so many guards up and this like kind of showed a different side of her because backtrack Anna Shea was hosting a massage and like a pamper me party in the backyard of her estate 
and Kimley and her friend, I swear it's like her best friend Guy, went around her house because Kimley was convinced there were haunted spirits in Anna Shea's house. So that's the second time in the show that Anna Shea has been, or not, Kimley, sorry, Kimley had been to Anna Shea's house. And she's like, okay, we got to get rid of this. We're going to figure out where the ghosts are at. And they snooped around. And they went into Anna Shea's freaking bathroom. And there was a sex toy in the bath, in the shower. And Guy decided to touch it and, like, investigate it. And Kimley's like, ooh, that's disgusting. Throw it out the window. I was like, Kimley, you don't have to direct to throw it out the window. Because the window was in the back where people were getting massages and facials. And it was just, like, disgraceful. Like, oh my gosh, people have sex toys. You can't just throw it into the area that people are hanging out. (laughs) So that was a big rift between Kim Lee, um, both Kevin and Kane, and Anna Shea. Because people are taking Anna Shea's side because you shouldn't do that like that's really disrespectful so um there's probably more about the first season that I missed but there's a lot more to come in season two but at the end of season one it shows Kim or not Kim Kelly getting knocking on Drew's door and her going inside so I was like what the fuck Kelly don't get back together with him. He has anger issues. And they had a conversation once. Okay, I'm finding one more note. Two more things to talk about. And then we'll kind of wrap it up because it's been a long episode. So, Andrew got mad at Kelly for not telling her about going on a date with Kevin. Because Kevin liked Kelly throughout the whole season And he was just like, okay, let's do something, like, salsa dancing, let's go on a date. Kelly realized, not into Kevin, made her miss Andrew more. Um, And Andrew and Kelly share a dog, so that's also why it's really hard for them to break up. So, just get two dogs. Um, If you ever get a dog with a partner, is my suggestion, because, yeah, that would be really fucking hard to get get up my dog. I could probably give up a partner, but, like, not an animal. (laughs) So, just get two dogs. Two. Two dogs, two cats. Split them up. I know it'll be sad. But, whatever. Or get them before you're with each other. Or be married or something. I don't know. Just, it just sounds complicated. I've never had that issue. So, I don't know how to handle it. But yeah, so Kelly and Kevin went on a date. Andrew found out about it. Um, he got mad at her for not telling her about the date. But like, what the fuck? They weren't even together. He was moved out and they were broken up. So then he flips it on her that she should have told him. And I'm like, you weren't even fucking together. But Kelly is more like um, passive and like just kind of sits there and like ex- explains herself instead of, like, being assertive and be like, fucker, we weren't even together. Like, shut the hell up. Sorry. I get really passionate about that. I just think it's really disgusting for people to get mad for, like, for no reason. And I didn't like Andrew anyways, but. And then Cherie at a party for, um, Javon on his 100th day. It's, I didn't know about these traditions either. They're so cool. So 100th day party is when a baby reaches their 100th day of life and they celebrate this 100 day birth, like birthday thing to bring fortune so they'll live for 100 years. I'm like, that's so cool. Love that idea. So fun. Um, cultural approach appropriation over here i know i want to do it but i might not because i don't have any asian heritage (laughs) but it's so cool i won't do it but at that party at the end of a speech sheree proposes to jesse and that's way more westernized than the tradition 
Um, and at first I thought Jesse was really going to say no and it freaked me out. And I think he wanted to, but then he's realizing I can't and I actually do love her with whatever is going on. Like we have two kids together. He says yes. So, yay. At the end of that party, that's when Kelly goes back to Andrew's house and then the, the season ends. And I'm like, whoa. Big proposal. Kelly freaking gets back together with Andrew. So annoying, but that's them. So that is the Bling Empire season one. The biggest things is just like really cool communication at some points, terrible communication at other points, fighting back and forth, love the drama, but of course there's things they couldn't improve on, but um, we'll see. So we'll find out more about Kevin and Andrew's relationship next season Jamie um that one that has like the Kendall Jenner energy is gonna have more of a presence in the show and there's gonna be some drama with Kevin and Kim and of course Christine and Anna and Cherie and Jesse so drama 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 and there's just so much more drama in the next season. I don't know. I think that kind of happens after um, after people, like, get famous from reality TV shows. Then they view what's going on or there's backlash on social media or whatever in interviews. And then it gets more chaotic the second season. So we will talk more about that. Um, let me pause and see if I can find some awesome songs for you guys okay so this week i felt like the throwback song i went into crumble and these little well to me they're little i'm not that much older but like these peeps are listening to old panic of the disco and i was like thank you i love it from your your elder pastel emo i wasn't full emo but very pastel but so our throwback this week is lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off by panic at the disco what a bop this is just a very (laughs) i just loved it it's it's one that hits home for me for high school and it's great um and it's for like that sensual moment for Kelly and Andrew. And the other one is I Can't Help But Feel by Surfaces. It is just this mellow, cool bop that I discovered this week. So good. Very choice. Um, so those are two that you can just like jam out to after this and feel yourself. So... I'm so happy you guys made it. This is a really long one. I only got to season one of Bling Empire, but they're amazing. I love it. If you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. Um, And all the songs I put on here are on Spotify because that's where you're listening to me for now. Until we get on other podcasts. Oh. And sorry about that noise. My laundry's done. Perfect timing. You guys have a lovely day. Bye.